All right, here we go. <laughs> We're gonna need a lot of patience to get through this one this week. Welcome back to Life is a Drag with Jaden and Ashley. Today we are reviewing RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13, Episode 10, Freaky Friday Queens. <laughs> We need to Ooh. take that deep breath. Yes. It was, <laughs> yes, it was uh it was it was an episode. A lot happens, but also nothing happened. <laughs> like yeah. oddly, like not much. This episode is pretty slow. Um, and we'll kind of see that play out. So the episode picks up again at the end of last week's episode, as it always does. It's right after Elliot's elimination. Um, Utica kind of has a funny moment where she says she feels like really empowered to stay but then she's like doesn't being in the bottom like kind of feel good like I just feel really good out there and Candy and Simone are like like what are you talking about it does not (laughs) as they should I just feel like I don't know I just feel like it's either was like a coping mechanism it just felt awkward it was just like you know yeah it felt like she was just she felt she felt little like oh i defeated but so she was like trying like well i'm gonna take on the positive side um it's like okay but i mean i can't act for being positive i guess right it's just i guess i get like the thrill of it i guess but like it seems more panic inducing than the thrill um again in this segment tina mentions that she really wants a win um Denali also is talking about really wanting a win at this point um and it kind of ends with this really funny moment where Tina says that she was like running out of time and she had to give herself a haircut really quick in the back and she turns around and it's just this most like jagged like awful haircut like it is ridiculous like it's literally she just didn't want her hair to show it is very funny um so yeah so next um we 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 come in into new week in the work room and uh denali is saying she feels confident and she's ready for a challenge when this is her third time um relaying this information and every week i get hopeful and i'm like okay this is the week they're gonna give her her guts and we see what happens um you know and they (laughs) So then they, they talk, you know, and, and they talk about how there are so many girls, uh, I mean, so many girls have left, um, you know, and I guess to them, it seems so for me and us as a viewer, it's been about a handful. I mean. Yeah, when I, it's like looking at that group versus the group that came in, I guess it's small. <laughs> Like, it's, like, six people down, what, like? It is just not, it's not this tiny group that they think it is. We're not at a top four right now. And I just feel like, um, I just hope we are, uh, I I feel like we're still stuck in this winter circle, like, bottoms thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I just want to, can we, can we, can we, um, not, can we not segregate anymore? What's, uh, can we integrate? It, exactly. And I think just like it, 
them saying this is like reminding us how how long this season actually is when we think about the fact that like really in comparison to other seasons we would have a lot less girls at this point i mean yeah drag race uk is as we record going on to their finale like that's where they're at and then the u.s queens are like at the midpoint of the season which is crazy to think about it's just it's just so much it's just it's just a lot it is it's it's a lot to get through maybe maybe the second half will will liven up yeah I'm, i think you know as we really get finally get down to like a sting you know like top six five and then especially the four i think we'll like be like okay yeah we're getting to it. i think these these next two episodes really are going to either be on the track for the worst or the track for the best we're gonna you have two episodes to really save this season i feel like i agree um this episode kind of moves then into a mini challenge that isn't a challenge it's just <laughs> kind of an excuse to like get this woman on here yeah um they do a psychic reading with a woman named char margolis and literally there's no challenge to this it's no game like it's just her like giving random like psychic readings yeah um, there's some we get some interesting things coming out of this one is that she asks if anyone in the room has had a change of heart about someone and then she lands on candy and she was like was it you and candy starts laughing she's like yeah it was me and candy says that she's had a change of heart around rose because she said at first she felt like Rosé was really bland and didn't like her. And now she's seen Rosé open up and feels like she does like Rosé now. Interesting. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, very interesting. Um, it's it's crazy, too, that they, they're putting this in this episode now, but at least from what we've seen from the editing so far, that hasn't been reflected in the editing, really. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I was watching this, like... I would have never known. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was a storyline they were going to go with early on, but then have just changed the clips that they've shown or the editing since, because that's not really a storyline that we've yeah. seen yeah. play out. I guess she uh, really maybe, is psychic. Maybe yeah, she, maybe maybe we'll see it in the future. Maybe, yeah, maybe um, she really did intuit that. <laughs> the one moment that like I was like, this feels really odd is that she asks if someone lived by a lake and then if their father had a truck and then it turns out being Tina like Tina's family lived by a lake and Tina's dad drove a truck and then the psychic says that Tina's dad is here and is apologizing um, for not being supportive now this little moment is like sandwiched between just like ridiculous like type predictions yeah like it, just feels it was so just odd. it was really like yeah he wants to apologize for not being supportive okay so was there a cow like literally <laughs> like that's literally what the episode does i was like okay this is a little um uh, shady but okay work i mean yeah that was um yeah there's not much there they literally just it, tina just acknowledged it in the confessional was like yeah and it was on the next yeah they move on i think again an ongoing like critique of this episode that i think me and Jaden both have is that it just feels clunky like something about it feels off and to me like this mini challenge feels like it was almost meant for a different kind of, of challenge because it doesn't mm-hmm. 
like it just feels really like a random thing that they did um and they just again it's just random things that don't really seem to have any consequence on the episode um i agree utica's utica's cow clara is there and is speaking to to utica just very on brand very on um, brand. and then the moment that is kind of like the spice of <laughs> sorry i'm trying to get some pictures for the website eventually <laughs> some behind the scenes oh. i didn't think it'd go off um, so the moment that is in all of this that is really like the spice is asking um, if there's she points to Denali and Rose and it's like is there like is there a friendship here is there a relationship here and then they're like yeah and they're like is there a crush maybe and then they both are very bashful they're both like ah, and Denali's like maybe a little <sighs> it's very like Okay. Especially knowing they both have boyfriends, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's such forbidden love. Like, I'm, I'm not even like a shipper anymore. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it's, it's just so you can't. It was just so cute, and I really was. Um, I really just I I love them together. They're still a dynamic duo, as I say. It's very like when people say they have like a work husband or like yes. a work wife. Like that's very what this feels like. Yes. Again, they they're at work they're isolated from everybody like it's just fun fully it's been a minute since i've seen people olivia is like really feeling this you can tell this is probably something they joke about a lot because olivia is cracking up and it's like yeah psychic psychic shaw really knows what she's doing like <laughs> fully fully um and then i think it's tina ends this and asks like okay do you have do you know who the top four is gonna be do you know who who's gonna win the crown and then they do a corny like oh that's RuPaul calling and then they they end this moment again uh, no this money is like I feel like if I was if, if it was a real psychic I'd be like let's, let's put money who, who who do you think oh come on yeah it would be funny like I don't know oh my again, God, this, I, I wonder if I can pay a psychic to like be like, so who do you think is gonna win? I do. I, I do feel like it's gonna be Simone. I don't see. Yeah, I, I, Simone or Gottmik at this point. I think. Yeah, I think maybe Rose strong third place. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's even probably. which is funny because well, I guess she has the third best track record. So, oh, <laughs> that's a, that's um, shade, but shade. That's true. But yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, this again has really no consequences on the rest of the episode. Yeah, fully. Um, it wasn't even a winner. Rue comes back and says that th- that psychic Char is the one who who has paired the girls together with a queen they could learn the most from. Now, I don't think there is a chance that that this psychic has actually paired these girls i do not think that's the case i think this was producing there's no way it's just it's not you'll and especially as the teams go out the the pairs are tina and rose denali and olivia utica and simone and candy and gamic I struggle so, to see. Yeah, <laughs> my I'm my thing is like, if if we are going with so with psychic, Shar was talking about at the little psychic reading, wouldn't you place Candy and Rose together? Rose and then yeah. or Denali and Rose together. Well, I guess we learn from. 
but still, yeah, candy and rose then, but it just I even don't know. like I don't see what I don't like what Tina and Rose could like I don't think they're that different queens. Like no, they're both Denali and Olivia and... are not super different queens in a lot of ways. Again, Utica and Simone are both like really conceptual about what they do. So that's very like Yeah, these pretty much these queens are all the same. <laughs> these like pairings don't really make a lot of sense. <laughs> they are weird pair like there's not a lot of chemistry between basically any pair besides for Candy and Got Mick. Yeah, it's like and you would these yeah, these queens all have a strong concept to their looks, I feel like. So it's just kind of like okay. But you know, but but this is before you know what the you know the theme of it is. So I'm just thinking it's gonna be okay, cute makeover, whatever they but then we find out that you have to make over into your your own personal stamp branded drag. So it's like your signature, like this is you on a platter. Like if someone if this queen was impersonating you, this be you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's a choice to have this be what they're doing. Um, because I think that like this challenge would make sense to me if they were doing it on like their family member or like you yeah. know one of their friends but to do it on another queen is a little like i don't i don't know it just it feels like a little that. weird yeah I, yeah i obviously they're working with covid restrictions right now and so that's why they have to do the makeover challenge um on each other and they can't do it yeah on different people it's just the theme i'm just like dang can do robots or sisters or something or, or like twins like do like yeah why did it have they to not, be they could have easily split this up into two days where they had you know maybe the first day they in filming terms like yeah. we could see it in one episode you know like they could have easily done that but i don't know it makes it to where they're not really working in a team which is interesting yeah. because we'll find out later they're being judged as a team. Like they're really only putting it onto each other and not like doing a joint thing that yeah. is like in pairs. So as we so as we get into you know the groups talking and getting mixing and mingling and everything, Tina and Rose have a little moment where they say they haven't talked much in NY and they want to break down that wall and it was it was it was little it was a little awkward. It was little um they they kind yeah. of because Rose has I mean not Rose Tina has a lot of opinions about Rose, you know, for like we'll get a lot of them this episode. <laughs> oh yeah. This was definitely the shadiest I think that I've seen her be to Rose since the first yeah. episode where she was like, oh, she sings like it was oh it was just it was like it was just very very gay it was very gay. it was that and it's also like this clearly isn't the full story I doubt that it's just that they didn't talk like I'm sure that there's actual like maybe a moment between them that yeah. was maybe someone took someone else's show maybe you know whatever yeah. like it seems like it's something like that and not just like oh because later they make a comment when they're talking to Rue um, where they yeah. say like, oh, if, if people in New York knew that we were doing this right now, like they would never believe it. Well, like why? Because if you just didn't you talk. You guys never talked. 
yeah. then like it, no one would, you know what I mean? So I feel like that's is, that's her and Candy's storyline, if anything. They just never talk. It, right. They don't put down that wall. The versus Tina Rose had got something going on. And I noticed that then Tina dodged the answer at the, when she when they was like, what'd you learn the most? Which we'll get to in the critiques, but she yeah. was uh, Rose actually gave a nice answer. And then she was like, I learned that she has shoulder, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah, it's just... so it, this relationship is one that is like clearly tense, especially yeah. because Rose and does not like Tina's drag style at all. Yes, there's a moment where Tina is like looking through different things to that Rose could wear, and she pulls out just like this god awful, like really, like looks like it's out of like Blades of Glory, like figure skating costume or like something in fact it was a gown too it is just like it doesn't look good and rose rose makes a comment i forget exactly what she says she was like uh tina's drag is very expressive and campy and gaudy and i do not like a lot of it (laughs) <laughs> yeah like she just straight up is honest about that but so, one thing i respect about rose she never said it to her face <laughs> yes and she was like okay i'll try on this other piece and if that doesn't work then maybe we can revisit the gown but she and doesn't want to wear this also she said something funny too rose was like i don't want to leave this competition yeah and tina's makeup in this ugly ass gown that and she that could live how i leave it. drag race like that's not how i want to leave and she I wasn't gonna be that. yeah she didn't want to be a camera hall but the ugly version now like, yeah ugh, no. it, it wasn't gonna be that <laughs> so. um so then we get to uh utica and simone so Simone's like, you know, explain to me your drag style, you know, and Utica, this, this whole part was just very, very overwhelming, I'll say for me, or very, what's the word? It was just, it was a lot, but Utica was just saying a lot of stuff, basically just a lot of references here and there. And Simone just looked very scared. Yes. And in her confessional, Simone is like, this is making me very anxious. Like she straight up said, like, this is really making her anxious. It is because Utica is saying a lot. She's like talking about like all these, all these concepts. And like, she's like, I want to put you in this. And like literally finding like the weirdest things. That the she weirdest find. things. These, and that's the thing. It's like, that, that's why I was really feel like at first did you was you could trying to set my sis up because it was like yeah. why are you trying to find the weirdest stuff and not trying to find the stuff that is the most you which is it's frustrating but because maybe that they is do her. this they do this throughout the episode where like I don't think that Utica's only branding is that she's weird no like Utica not a lot of her looks have been that weird they're no some of them are campy but like they're not just like oh i'm gonna put the no. most ridiculous like nonsense yeah, it's not on, on. dragula <laughs> yeah so i don't i don't know why like that is this storyline that they're going with but but that's what they're doing yeah um but simone eventually is like i'm just gonna have to like trust this process and then simone eventually says like the more that utica like explains the more that simone's feeling a little more assured um Utica has another moment where she's worried about doing something inappropriate or problematic in a racial context because 
Simone is putting Utica in a look that is inspired by Black American Princess, like the movie. Maps, yes. Utica is... Okay, on one hand, yes, understand. Some fans are very, very that. Very much. Yeah. You know, why are you whatever? But if if this, if this if, two things, if this black person is telling you it's fine, you're not about to be wearing um, my, 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 my African braid with Simone in the name. That's what, that is what I was going to say. It's like, this look is like, as much as you can tell, it is like inspired by black culture and clearly like yeah. this, this film. It's not, not like she's putting her out in, in cornrows. It's not like she's putting yeah. her out in dreads. Like, I think she's that, wearing a cheetah print suit. That's what yeah, I and again, wear. it's it's blonde, like straight exactly. hair. It's it's like it's done up, like it was you know. For yeah, a hair but show. it was just like, somebody. It was really somebody white. What what somebody white cousin do at the hair show? I mean, <laughs> exactly. It was, it was it was like she. So it's just like. I understand, you know, you want to be protective of yourself, but you also have a point where you are on a competition and you have to do what the competition tells you to do. And if I was Simone, I don't think I would have as much patience as Simone did because I would have been like, what you're going to do, Utica, is get your ass in this costume. And even after Simone, like, reassures her, Utica is still, like, I'm nervous. Like, I don't feel good about this. I don't know if it, if I feel <laughs> right. Like, it's Utica fully continues to do that. It's fully them in a group project at um and then going to the teacher like yeah i don't feel comfortable doing that like utica why are you bringing this to paul yeah it's 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 just i don't know and to some degree i'm not like making any type of accusation i'm just wondering how performative it is Mm. because if if the goal is to just not come off a certain way like when you have simone who's clearly very like socially conscious being like hey like, right. I understand where you're coming from but this is all right like then you are now you're overstepping on a black voice yeah it's almost like I just don't want people because to you think, think you know this about me not like I don't want to do something that's a, that is offensive you know it's more like I just don't want that to be the image that people have mm-hmm. and I don't know to what degree Utica is where you know what I mean like I don't yeah. know really what's going on inside her head but I just think that like it brings up a conversation of like okay well how much of this is you just not wanting to like come off a certain way and how much of it is like genuine worry that you might you know be stepping into some kind of appropriation right right we don't know we can't speak on on what is going on inside her head but it's, <laughs> it's a question um another issue that the that a couple other queens are having in this moment where they're all preparing is that Candy and Got Mick realize that they they say that they have it like the hardest in this challenge because they are two really drastically different sizes. Got Mick is pretty short and is very skinny and Candy is a little bit taller and a little more fuller figured. Um, and so they say that this is really a challenge for them because neither of their costumes are going to fit each other yeah so this is what makes me feel like that this branding challenge was a little bit of a shock to them because 
it because for a typical makeover challenge, you would already have a pre a pre a pre pre prepared wait a pre prepared look, and you know it'd be like okay, well we were told to do something for our branding challenge or 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 you know something something along yeah. those lines. So for them to have to literally make and sew stuff because of uh, you know because because they weren't expecting to get to get that yeah. size of a partner, it's very. Very interesting. Very just, yeah. I don't know because it, when you look at all the rest of these girls too, it's not like they brought an outfit for a makeover. Like they're yeah, nobody pulling did. from their own personal just like drag closets. Like they're pulling out looks that they just have. So I think that's really interesting. Is that it? This seems like an episode that was thrown last minute wasn't planned Mm -hmm. something and i think that's why a lot of maybe why this mini challenge doesn't make a lot of sense in context of the episode like a lot that is happening here just feels a little bit off and that's one of them that like they're they would be that like unprepared for a makeover challenge yeah so Rue, so the teacher comes out for the group project now um and she room other has a talk with the queens and we get to Gamik, so Gamik talks about being adopted, which I did not know. I thought that was very interesting that Gamik was Yeah, I, I didn't know. I thought that was really, like, okay, it worked. Like, yeah. you know, I'm glad the producers haven't, like, forced her to talk about that <laughs> at, at Amir. Right, um, yeah. But then Rue kills me because Rue goes, because you look Black Irish. And I'm like, whoa, Rue, like, where is this random, like, I know where you're from. No, like, it was very like okay. No, it just it was like so. Do you do you want to um, do you, do you want to get like ancestry? Like, would you ever get this? Right. Like... <laughs> She's like, do you want to know your family? Like, do you want to know? It's like that's a really personal question to ask someone who's adopted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, it's she asks it so casually too. Like, it's not like a really like heart to heart like whatever. Um, I just think it's so funny, especially because like white people we really most of us look the same so for yeah to be like i think you're black irish i'm like maybe but like she also just like a lot of white people have dark hair and light eyes. like i don't know yeah yeah i don't know what i i feel like it would be surprised if mick dyes his hair too I yeah it like, looks dyed it, yeah. that's not shade but it looks dyed like it so it doesn't look yeah but not even like a natural black haired irish anyways but yeah it was just whatever <laughs> so um denali says she, that you know she feels a win coming soon oh um do you want to talk about mick um and chosen family or i mean we can just say a quick thing. Yeah. <laughs> in response to um, Rue asking about, like, if Mick has ever wanted to to find her family, like, whatever, Rue or Mick says, like, that she's never really felt that compelled to find family because as a gay person and as a trans person, there's, like, this sense in our community of how important that, like, chosen family and found family is. So, like, it was kind of something that she knew you know by virtue of being lgbt that like your like blood family isn't necessarily like that important so again that's something that comes up again and again in drag race but in a lot of lgbt media is just like that importance and i thought that it was a sweet moment for mick to 
connect that to like other other parts of her life and realize how you know being queer shapes you as a whole person and not just you know your sexuality or gender identity yeah it was nice it was definitely a change from what i expected because a lot sometimes people do really want do know their family so it was nice to know that she was secure in her family that she had um and yeah i was really i really i really appreciate that so Denali comes out and says that she feels a win coming soon. It's like these lines are just like rubbing salt in the wound of what yeah. this episode becomes. Like they are really trying to make Denali look foolish in this episode. And then she got paired with Olivia, who was in the bottom last week. And and she, I think, like Olivia's, just like, oh, I just have just a trip to the bottom, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to the top this week, and we're just like, hmm. all right, right, um, and I'm just like, it is, I, I, it was just like there was really no editing, honestly, I really didn't know how to feel. Yeah, and I think that's another thing. There's not really like a clear like arc to this episode. Like most episodes, kind of have that, and this is just like, this happened this happened yeah and there's not really like a connecting thing that is like stringing all of all of these moments in the episode together other than literally just being in the episode together yeah i feel like it was genuinely anybody's game to win and lose i feel like like i could have seen yeah. anybody in the bottom i could have seen any anybody in the top because it was just so broad and like, like i said if it was branding if it was an actual makeover theme i feel like i could have done better but it was just like I mean to just put basically just to put 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 a queen in one of your costumes, and then send us a picture from Instagram. Like it 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 feels odd. I think one of these moments in here where they're talking to Rue that genuinely like was surprising to me and funny is when there she Rue was talking to Utica and Simone, and then. Rue's like, oh, well, you had to lip sync last week, Utica. And Utica's like, yeah, I did. How'd you like it? Cringe, cringe, cringe. Oh, but I was cracking up because you could tell Rue was like, why are you asking me that? Like, oh, baby. She was like, well, I saved your ass, didn't I? I'm like, I I will cringe. It was so literally every queen in the room when they heard Utica say that too was like, like they're they really had to stop and listen yeah because i can it was it was a very a pearl in season seven i was saying i felt that flip is there something on my face like it's that if i felt that um Um, and then in this moment again uh simone brings up utica's concern around the look and around it maybe being inappropriate RuPaul says that it is okay when it's coming from a place of love. I wouldn't apply this across the board. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That only works in the frame of drag race right now. (laughs) Yeah. Like specific things, specific looks. Um, RuPaul when when, when he saw Raven's makeup. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. Uh, Literally though. Like that's, that's where this is at. Um, yeah. But even even after RuPaul says this, Utica still in her confessional says that she's still worried and she's still concerned about this, but that she's going to try and get through it because um, she really wants to embody Simone. Yeah, you're going to have to. Sorry. <laughs> I'd just be like, 
just put it on please yeah i mean we've already talked about it but it's not anything that is like would be bad you know what i mean like you're it's, you're not it's not boxer braids quote unquote it's not dreads you're literally not going out in blackface you're literally just putting on a cheetah cat suit and a white little blonde bob <laughs> like oh you can uh, tell that utica <laughs> has not spent a lot of time in yes in some diverse circles yeah <laughs> wherever definitely. she's from minnesota or wherever it is yeah, it's definitely been crop circles and um, cornfields. Um, so uh, then we get this. So I thought it's gonna be I thought it's gonna be choreography, but it was, ended up being them practicing each other's walks. So they're on the runway, kind of doing some practice each other walk session. Um, and we'll, you know, this is just a little small part to talk about because, of course, the runway is gonna come up. And we'll actually talk about the real embodiment, but basically, the point on the runway is to embody um the uh the, like the kind of personality of your makeover e so denali and olivia come on and they and they were they were having cute little confessionals and i honestly yeah they were having fun together throughout yeah. this episode yeah um <laughs> denali is like having olivia do like this little like skate type move no it doesn't look bad when denali is doing it yeah when Olivia is doing it, I don't know if the execution is quite there. <laughs> I just feel like Denali should have said, let's cut that right there and let's just walk normal. Yeah, I I wish that is how that would have gone down. Um, Denali has an easy time doing Olivia's walk. Olivia has a pretty like simple, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, Tina and Rose in this moment are killing me because they're taking Too it old so queens. seriously. Rose, I think, makes a comment like, "This isn't like we're actors. This is Broadway. We need to. Im- we're not doing a caricature. Of yes, color. like we need to embody." And I'm like, "Girl, this is the most ridiculous. Like." It's- it's not gonna get you the Tony. Like, let's relax. Yeah, you're okay. It is so funny because both of them are on this level. It's clearly yeah. that they're they're competing with each other in their heads. Fully, fully, and it, and it's so, so funny to see because it's like, because um, <laughs> because T- Tina will be like, um, okay, I do it like this, turn, point, and then. <laughs> Rose will turn and she'll point and she'll like do this, and and um, she was like, "No, you can't, you you can't do it like that. You 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 can't. You always want to do that little layout. You're always spinning and turning." And it was just, it was just somebody's, just somebody's aunt. Like they're so, being so petty with each other right here. And yeah, and it was yeah, vice versa with Rose to uh, Tina. It was just definitely <laughs> tense. Rose makes a funny comment where she's like, I'm realizing now that I can't be graceful at all if I want to be Tina. Like, fully. Because Tina does have like this kind of like the way that Rose is doing it is so funny too. Is that like if you're watching on YouTube, Rose is doing this like arms, like, yes, that's the walk. And it is so funny. Like, it is literally like ridiculous. Um, (laughs) 
I think that <sighs> them, Utica and Simone, um, are the ones who come out after them, and they like nothing super eventful happens there. Utica, yeah. Simone has a very specific walk. Um, a lot of people know it. Bob keeps doing these hilarious like impressions of it. Um, but Utica picks it up surprisingly fast. Simone is just kind of like using her body as much as she can as Utica yeah. does. Um, again, Candy is having an easy time imitating Mick. But where we get more and more uh, content is Mick trying to do candy. Because apparently Candy does all these things on the runway, which like, I don't know how much she actually does these on the runway. Yeah, maybe like once. <laughs> um, but apparently she needs to be really like over the top and aggressive and like really like pointing and like it's i don't know it's, like, it's interesting <laughs> like they're they're literally like mick candy is having mick say this like candy is like okay now you need to say like whatever it is like that's the energy and i'm like i don't know how much that is what candy actually does on the runway <laughs> yeah yeah it was different it was definitely like they're really trying to sell this um candy it, fantasy it, it's funny um, because Mick is just really awkward. She's really like white. Yeah. And I'm like, I, very I felt stiff. very, I felt very seen here because if I like, this is exactly what I would look like. Um, yeah. It's she's, just so funny. She's definitely out of her, her element. <laughs> yeah. Seeing her try to do this. It, it, it's a lot. Uh, but, but we're going to take a little break. Yes, yes, yes. Pay some we'll bills. See you guys in a minute. <laughs> hey, if you're here watching us on YouTube, I think it would be a good idea for you to check us out on all of our other podcast platforms because it one like allows you to just listen to it when you're on a go. You have that long car ride you're at the gym, you're doing dishes, et cetera, et cetera. It's really accessible to just like listen to us in a podcast form. And we're on basically any podcast platform that you would want to find us on. We're on Apple Podcasts, Life is a Drag with Jaden and Ashley. We're on Spotify. Um, but really where you can find a lot of these links is on anchor.fm. If you go to anchor.fm slash L-I-A-D, podcasts you'll be able to find links to all of these you can find us on breaker google podcast like all of these things you'll be able to find on anchor again if you find us on one of these places like if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts, you can leave a review give a rating that just helps boost our podcast to other listeners it makes it more likely that we'll pop up in the algorithm and it just helps us get out out there and we'd really appreciate it so again check us out on all these podcasting platforms apple podcasts spotify anchor.fm slash liad podcast you can find us there leave a review and let your friends know all right so welcome back we are now up into the second half of our episode um and it's time for makeup so this is very interesting because there these queens are not painting their own faces they're painting the, um, each other's so we are seeing all the queens you know paint each other and we get to tina and rose so 
Tina and Rose both have some hard canvases, let's just say. Okay. Yeah. I did Rose. Oh, go ahead. I just Rose has learned her face so much that like when she's in drag I'm like I don't really know she has a hard canvas like really wow but if you the more you look at I don't know not to not not in shady way but the more you look at pictures of Rose and the more like you see her like out of drag like she just has very thick and hooded eyebrows so it's just very yes I think Tina calls them like Neanderthal eyebrows like it's very like the brow bone sticks out a lot but they're also yes bushy which again like if you watch Drag Race you know most drag queens either shave their eyebrows completely or have really thin eyebrows already that get torn yeah. out because they're covering them. So the fact that Rosé's eyebrows are this thick and I literally have never noticed them in her makeup is surprising. Yeah, yeah. She, she, I'm saying she really knows how to paint her own face. <laughs> so um, to have Tina do it. <laughs> yeah, Tina is struggling to do Rosé's makeup. Um, we don't really see much of Rosé doing Tina's makeup. Um, but there's a really funny clip at the end of all of this where Rose is like sitting in the chair and like they just do this close up on her face and every girl in the room is just laughing like is literally just cracking up because and it's like a meme at this point I'm yeah. sure if you've seen this on Twitter it's literally everywhere just Rose looking at this makeup because it is god awful it is simply bad it's simply it's bad. really muddy it's really messy this does not and, look like rose skin color and why is the eye so huge like it's literally like this big it's it's wild i honestly think she's doing that to cover the brows <laughs> like I, yeah. I don't i think she's struggling there but um it's like it's all mu- it's literally just this weird like orangey like hue like i don't know it's the skin doesn't look right. The eyes don't look right. The lips don't look right. It's really, it's really a struggle. <laughs> um, again, in this moment, like always, we get these like makeup time, heartfelt moments. Um, Olivia and Denali both talk about how their drag is really based on like the strong women in their lives. Denali mentions that like her grandma is like a super high degree black belt and Olivia also mentions um how strong like her mother and her grandmother and her aunts are and how like both of them really think that their drag is reflecting those women in their lives which a lot of queens on the show say but I think it's always like a nice moment to to look at you know how people gain inspiration for the kind of drag that they do yeah I think especially for a lot of like specific like female impersonators you know too like i think they get a lot of their first inspiration from the the, the women in their life and mm-hmm. so i think you know um especially to have women like that who are who are doing a lot who are very strong and powerful in who they are it really definitely shows into a strong queen and how the first how they are you know um so you know so Utica and simone um the colors of the wind storyline of the episode uh, they meet up at, at the park the next day and Utica says that she feels a lot better about doing it and she wants to look justice and she realized that it's appreciation and she's doing it with love. And we're back on track, literally the day of show. It's like... Like the day they're going to be out on the runway. Imagine if she came like, I still don't feel comfortable. I would have been like, no. We're just... 
listen, if I was Simone, I'd be so anxious this whole time because if you know, you don't know what Utica's gonna do yeah. out there and it, it might reflect badly on her. So that would be that would be difficult. Yeah. Again, I brought this up earlier, but Candy, as she's doing makeup, says she's really known for this eyebrow. I've yet to see this as like her signature look, this this eyebrow. Maybe I'm just like, not paying attention, it. but it's not something that is super distinctive to me. Um, but it kind of, it, it's this gateway into Candy and Got Mick talking about, you know, like their own lives. And I think that like, maybe like the most in- important conversation we get out of this episode is got Mick talking about kind of like her, her own personal journey and struggles with gender presentation and drag and how for a long time she struggled to come out as a trans man because she's so feminine. Um, and again, I'm using she pronouns because I refer to any queen on the show with she, her pronouns, regardless of a, if they're in or out of drag on the show. To yeah. preface, to preface, that that's what I'm saying. But um, Got Mick is just saying that she, you know, was always really feminine and didn't see a lot of representations of like masculine trans men or a feminine trans men because a lot of the representation is really masculine and that's the view of it. Um, and she says that she has this moment where she realizes that like a lot of her like cis male friends are really feminine. So why does it make you know, make less of a man to be feminine as a trans man than it would a cis man. And like, period, exactly work like a Broke really important conversation. Talk the white gay something. <laughs> because she said that like a lot of people would just say that she was a bio queen and not like an actual drag queen, which is a whole other thing that people don't see yeah. women who do drag as actual drag performers. Um, but that's not Mick's situation. Like Mick is a trans man. And I think that a lot of people within the LGBT community, a lot of gay people don't understand like the trans experience or trans struggle. And I think that like, this is a moment that I could really see that because like a lot of gay men or masculine women can understand like like lesbian women can understand being masculine gay men might be able to understand being feminine but then when it comes to you know a trans woman not being hyper feminine or a cis man not being hyper masculine it like suddenly doesn't make sense it doesn't compute and so i think mick is like yeah let me speak on this come on i'm talking about crash the system the system period um so Rosé, so we finally get the Rosé Tina makeup reveal. <laughs> it, it it releases some of the tension from like the very serious conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that Mick and Candy have. It's just and this, this is another instance I was going to say of Rosé being very nice. She did not because <laughs> she really wanted to, you know, she was like, wow, I look like Tina. And, you know, she was like, this is horrible, even though I know it was. And we finally get Rue entering the main stage of the workroom. Um, I really, really, really like this dress. I'm very surprised you didn't like it. It, it, it gave me very much WandaVision. Like she looked like a little superhero costume. I did too. When she came out, I literally was like, oh my God. Like was, I really thought she looked that good. That white hair with that red dress. Oof. When I got on Twitter during commercial breaks, people are like, Rue, what is this dress? And I'm like, 
I think she looks really good right here. I am crazy. No, 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 no. Taste, 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 and team taste, um, and team Vivian. Period. Um, Team Aurora. Not, not this. Michelle looking very, very good. Yes, yes, yes. And Um, Lonnie Love. I love Lonnie Love. I love all the rotating guests. I would. I'm here for honestly. I would just love these disease queens to rotate out. That's all I I need. I would too. I love because Nicole Byer, T. S. Madison, and Lonnie Lonnie Love have been killing it this season. Killing it. You see when you let a black woman do it. It's also nice, just like in general, because they're seeing, they're not seeing the queens every week, but they're seeing them multiple times. Yes. So they kind of know the queens a little more than like a random guest judge would. Yes, um, yes. So I honestly think that it works. I think yes. it is really nice. It's a good, good little, I know they're doing it because of COVID, but I honestly wouldn't mind seeing something like this, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think that they, especially to see who are actual fans of Drag Race too, and they know what they, they know what and the not show just means. some random celebrity who is like could care less to be there. Yeah. Um. So let's get into the runway. To the runway. Um. So for, first up, we have Rose as Tina. Um. Yeah. This is fully. This is fully. This is Tina. She has. She has this like little like. I think it's a like. A um, little shop of horrors, Audrey little outfit, I guess. That's what she said it was interpreted. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm sliding to her on the low, but whatever. Um. And yeah, yeah. I hate everything. Um. I love this dress, but it's too long. But I mean, and I I do I think the review ended up being way more rosé than uh, than Tina. Yeah. <laughs> Like I could totally see Rose doing wearing that. Um and I just love Rose's padding. I don't know, it's really nice. Yeah. But yeah, it was for me, it was it was okay. I don't know what to grade it on, whether or not I mean like when it comes to like, looking good, I don't like it. No, it, it looks like Tina. Looking like branding, yeah, it's definitely Tina down. Um, I think Rose does a good job like embodying Tina as well. Like mm-hmm. she does do that that really specific walk that Tina does and is kind of doing her her little mannerisms. Um, yeah. so in in that respect, she did good. Um, then we get Tina coming out as Rose. A lot of people have come <laughs> to the conclusion that Tina looks much better as Rose than she does in her own drag. It's true. It's true. I think that like I'd rather see her the wrong way than than what what Tina been. Yeah. I think I actually, although like I think a lot of people called out this outfit, I liked the outfit. I thought that it worked in my personal opinion. I think it I liked the way that it fit um Tina actually. I thought that everybody looked good especially compared to the outfits that Tina usually wears, which literally do not give her any type of shape at all. No, I was like, it was so nice to see her shape this episode because baby, these sack of lunches she's been wearing. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I mentioned this to Jaden. Something about the makeup feels a little off to me. I don't think it's in the application. I think like maybe I'm just not used to seeing Tina with this face and it's it's throwing me a little bit. Um. Because it is so different than how she does her own makeup. 
yeah and for me i'm the opposite where i feel like i hate the outfit um and but then i mean the hair is very um rosé i like the hair or whatever um and i think i for some reason i like the makeup like i but i i also said that i like it just because i can see tina's face it feels good to see tina's face and see like you know um her actually kind of come up with a little bit more of a feminine less campy mug i guess yeah um but I also do agree that I think Tina's is a hard canvas to paint. So I think we're also at that crossroad. And 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 Rose is not the makeup artist of the season. So I th- and I think her mannerisms were very rose in my opinion. I love the I think she she was there she loved her little spin, she did her little foot moves. I was like, that was very, it was very, very you can you can tell she likes to imitate Rose, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I think too. Um the way that she does the little twirls and stuff like rose is another person who i think is pretty easy to imitate because rose does have a very specific way that she walks down the runway and does her her little thing i fully have been walking around my house like rose for the past month and i haven't even noticed it but like yeah rose she's just very like like even ruben says that in the talk she's just like you're very you have a a, what you say she She's does like, it. She just has a flourish. Like yeah, like, a flourish. if you did, if if the move was this, you would do. Like <laughs> I, I can't, I can't, I can't do the low whatever. No, that was, the time. no, that was that was it. <sighs> but that's no, it's what, true. It's true. That's it's what very, Ruth says. It's it's just always little something. It's always very. She's always like. And it's like, like, I love the way that she does the little, like, when she bends. like Yes, yes, she does a really little layout. Cute. Yeah. She, I love it. It's really cute. She's a, she's and a I think Barbie Tina, doll. Yeah, and Tina, Tina, Tina does a pretty good job doing that. That that's why I really loved her in the, in the first episode lip sync where, where she's just doing the little turns like like a little doll just, that you like spin off like fully a Barbie doll dreidel top and yes. just spinning around. I loved, I loved. So the next person that comes out on the stage is Olivia as Denali. When she first stepped out, I was really surprised because I was like, that looks exactly like Denali. Yeah. It's an exact, it's the same like white long braid hair. It's the the little puffy figure skating outfit yeah it's the makeup the makeup literally looks like a stamp like it is really exactly how denali does her makeup yeah it was um it it, it, it was very cute I, I i love that picture denali like it's on, on instagram i love the picture i think the makeup was good it was it was definitely not as sharp as on Denali as it was on Olivia but I I did not agree with the critique that it did not look like Denali it that was Denali's mug my opinion yeah um and I love that that's her signature little like ice girl hair I think that was cute to wear with it I think the outfit looked a little it was definitely a dance outfit um and it looked a little um throwaway but I do think that's what Denali wears. I mean, Denali wears very, you know, frilly, frou-frou and um, girly things. And I thought it was very Denali. Um, yeah, about, but I don't think she embodied Denali really that well. I mean, I think yeah. she's not really, really fluid with her emotions and the skating move did not work out at all. 
No, it didn't. And it the crazy it doesn't look that bad when Denali does it. Like it's no. cute, but I think it's again because Denali is used to, to to moving in that way. But yeah, yeah, Olivia doing this, it looks like a T Rex to me. Like it's like this kind of like like that's the vibe that I got. From like it. she was looking down too. It was just yeah. Yeah, that is to me. I didn't get any of Denali's like little mannerisms. I didn't really see any of that come out. Yeah in this moment um which is unfortunate yeah <laughs> um denali then we get denali as olivia as olivia um i do i i think the makeup was very olivia olivia has i don't know if you guys know but olivia just has like this like signature liner where she doesn't actually do like a yes. cat eye like she does a little square to make it look like i was not sure why but it just it just definitely like is as a stamp and i think the eyeshadow did, good, did look good i don't think I don't. I didn't necessarily like their uh, Denali's face makeup. I think it was a little, yes. uh, it was a little bare. It looked like she just did her eyes and put a yeah, wig on. Yeah, and it made her look older as well. There wasn't yes. anything that was really brightening, brightening up her face. It made her look old. And Denali, ne- like Denali, looks young. In Denali her face looks like nineteen, but yeah. like to put her and she looked like a forty-three-year-old woman, white woman. It was yeah. It wasn't my fave um but the dress is all right i think that um i think that i think it's it's a very cute dress um mm-hmm. and I, I i love it i i i thought it'd be i thought you would pick a more glitzy and glamoury dress for brandis because olivia it's very glitz and glamour and old hollywood's glamour this is just a little bit more modern than i expected i think one thing again if we're just like I think this episode was not something changed about this episode. Definitely. And Denali has confirmed it. Yeah. Like something changed during this episode. Um, And I think that maybe part of the issue is that Olivia didn't have, like Olivia probably didn't have something else that she wasn't going to wear on the runway or maybe Mm -hmm. didn't have, you know what I mean? Like Olivia was probably like, well, I can't send her out in this because that's what I'm wearing next week or that's what i would wear in two weeks so like this is the option that i have um i think maybe that would have happened i think maybe that's why olivia is in kind of like a dance dance type outfit maybe i agree i Um, agree again i I see tina in more of like a throwaway maybe just like lip sync outfit or something you know what i mean i think that's something that we see in almost all of these outfits is that they seem like a throwaway outfit and not something that was or intentional yeah, these all seem like throwaway outfits. Like, yeah, basically, it was just like, I, that's why I do think I guess like Simone and Nico were were the strongest ones because they were actually look like outfits that I could see both of them wearing. Could be on the runway, and like, I could see yeah. them on this runway being like that's a quintessential Simone slash Yuka look. Because even got which we'll get to, but anyways. So next, Simone as Yuka. Um, yeah, it's all right, Simone. I think Simone sold it. That's all I have to say. I agree. I think for me personally, I don't really like this look. When Utica was explaining it, she said the concept is it's like skin and you're like breaking out of your skin. But obviously because Utica is white and Simone is black, that doesn't yeah. translate super well. It doesn't look like skin on Simone. Yeah. Which again makes me think this was not planned for a makeover outfit. Oh, at all. Um, and to me, the hair and makeup, the way that it's sitting is kind of messy. Like I'm having a hard time making out Utica's face and you know, 
I'm, I'm just struggling with that or Simone's face and seeing Utica's branding on there. Like to me, I don't really, other than this being like a kooky look, it doesn't scream Utica to me. I don't see a signature makeup. I don't see a flair of style to it. Um, that's just yeah. my, my personal opinion. Yeah. So Utica... <laughs> this son i just this i can't (laughs) there's no angle i'm getting in that you're gonna be able to see my face right now i'm losing it i might just have to sit like this (laughs) (laughs) um so utica asked simone okay um yeah i like this i I thought this was a very it's very simone look i think her hair looked good I i thought the makeup was cute I um think that she she sold it. She 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 did a good walk. She looked very high fashion for the first time, and yeah, good job, good job, Utica. Hear Especially. me out. I think Utica as Simone looks like Gigi Good. Okay, I see it. I see it. They have that. They have that very like strong jawline. Like the the that like, long, kind of like longer, a longer head. Face. Yeah. yeah. I was like, and that hair looked like something that Gigi would wear. Like yes. it was, it was all that. I know that Simone and Gigi like make a lot of same, like they're clothes together and have a similar, yeah. like whatever. Um, but just seeing Utica come out, even in the makeup, I was like, this bitch looks like Gigi good right now. No, fully. Um, but it was cute. It's the best Utica has looked in a minute. I mean, yeah, yeah. Looks very good. Um, she also does a pretty good job with Simone's like mannerisms. I thought that again to embody Simone, she did a really good job there. Yes, yes, great job. <clears throat> so next up is Got Muse. So um, we have Got Muse, Katie Muse, and she's wearing this like graffiti, maybe like artworked one, like, like onesie. It was like a whole like jumpsuit, but then they cut the yeah. legs off and everything. And this hat and these sunglasses and yeah, it's all right. That's all. Awesome. And I don't understand why there's why why you put the hat and sunglasses on me personally. I don't it either. Also blocked the makeup. I think that it did. It blocked the makeup a lot for me personally. I don't think that this reads as candy to me. Like if, if I just saw this, like I wouldn't, my first instinct wouldn't be like, oh yeah, she's, she's being candy. Like I really wouldn't get that from this. Yeah. Um, I think Mick is like kind of doing a decent job embodying candy. Um, definitely yeah. better than when they were, you know, rehearsing. But I think that overall, I don't get a super strong candy look from yeah. this. Um, and then we have Candy has got Mick, and she's wearing this. She has like this, like white, like half like white face. It's like corset with this little tutu and this like pig, these onion green pigtails. She looks good. It's so it's high fashion. Her mug it's very correct, and it's very got Mick of her. The neon, the black, the white, excellent. The nipple pasties, I like it. I, I like it. I think Candy looks really good in this outfit, but it also looks like a Got Mick look. Like, I would easily be able to be like, oh, yeah, that's Got Mick. Yeah. Um, and I think Candy does a, a decent job, like, doing little, like, Mick mannerisms, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> I see all of that there. Yeah, yeah. I love when she's like, Gorge. 
Hi, Gord. Yeah, that was cute. That was cute. That was cute. Um, all right. That was the runway and before the runway. And we're going to take another break and get critiques in the last half of the episode. See you in a minute. Hey, what's up, you guys? If you're watching this, that means you're on our YouTube channel. If you're listening to this, that means you need to be watching this, which is on our YouTube channel. And you need to go to Life is a Drag, which is Ashley, or Life is a Drag, the podcast. Either way, you can get to our channel. You need to subscribe. And when you go on there, you need to watch this video. Or if you're on this video, you need to click the like button when you're on it. And then after that, please, please, please go in the comments and tell us what you thought about the episode or what you thought about us. And then share with your friends. It's that easy. Maybe that's hard. So I'm going to say it one more time. Go to YouTube, Life is the Drag the Podcast, or Life is Drag Gene with Ashley, whichever you need to search. Then click on our channel, click subscribe. Actually, click the notification bell too, so you can get notified when we get the videos too. You can get, you can get them freaky fast, like Jimmy John's. And then go to the videos, then click this video, or if you're on this video, hi. Like it, go in the comments, comment what you thought, what you think, and share with your friends. Thank you so much. It supports us. Thank you for supporting us. We'll keep supporting you. And let's get back in to the show all right and we are back into critiques so we're we're at the the judgment day of the episode um and rue announces that they will be judged in pairs this week now they are not always judged in pairs when they work in pairs they're not always judged in teams when they work in teams so this was a choice this was a decision what are Definitely. your thoughts about this, Jaded? To be judged to judge them as Paris this week. I'm very mixed because I feel like okay, I understand because I mean they, they were a group and they supposed to work together. I I honestly, but I honestly wouldn't know which other way to judge it because then I'm like, because then you you do individual. So then are you like how you look? Or how the person, or, or are we judging the person who did you? So it's like, okay, with Rosé, are we judging Tina Burner and how she looks as Rosé? Or I think we would judge, is that person's brand strong? So we would judge, yeah. is Rosé, did Rosé do strongly on you? So, yeah, no, I, w- I, w- I, w- I would rather see them individually, personally. Then. That's that's my thing because I think that like it's different. Whereas like if they were doing like a comedy challenge, yes, where they were responsible that, for each other. I get that, and I don't think they were judged in pairs on the comedy challenge that they did in pairs, no. like in groups. But I think they should have been because when you're doing something like that, it is collaborative. Like it is like how funny you are and how the scene turns out matters. Like both of us, our teamwork. Team. But this, there really wasn't a lot of teamwork behind it. It was really like, okay, I'm gonna do my makeup on you, and you're gonna do your makeup on me. And yeah, like, that really was should, really it. It really should be about the how I look if the brand's the strongest. Yeah, because I think that like there's a moment where you know you could be like, I don't know, like in in terms of like Tina and Rose, for example, like Tina looks good. Rosé does a pretty good job, you know, yeah. stamping that brand there. Um, even with like Simone and Utica for me, like I didn't, 
think that Utica did a super good job like stamping her brand onto Simone in my opinion but Simone did a really good job stamping her brand onto Utica um and that is a really individual thing I wish they would have been judged individually (laughs) yeah we get to some decisions that are made we'll we'll (laughs) really see how that plays out okay um so first we get Rose and Tina they really don't say much about them right yeah. now they just say it's a good job and they're basically like yeah rose you look like tina tina you look like rose yeah i was surprised they didn't call out this time about uh, the, tina's makeup the makeup because they call out other people's makeup exactly like so i'm like so ugh. so so tina don't need to take no tips from mick mick need to give my sis a good brush and help yes. her yeah, because if y'all mean go, girls, you trying to you trying to let a lick here and look the worst. They went this hard over Heidi's makeup skills. Literally, even so Gigi why, called her out. Literally, so why why is why is Tina not getting that treatment? Yeah. Um, the one critique they say is that like their outfits are just like a little basic. They're like it's not elevated, but it's you know you look like each other, so you you, yeah. you accomplished the assignment, but they're not really high level looks um (laughs) next is denali and olivia so they don't equate the look with olivia that's exactly what they say they're like i don't equate this look that's on denali with olivia I, i i do agree i do think this is not the quintessential olivia lux look but i do think the makeup and the hair were olivia but the gown was all right but like you said, I do think it was a setup. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, um, they do see Denali's branding on Olivia. They're like, yeah, yeah, we can tell right away. A lot of little things let us know. <laughs> Michelle says that the makeup on Olivia isn't exactly how Denali does it. This feels so fake to me because that look is like identical. Yeah. They do read that there's no... <sighs> RuPaul says, where is the blending about this makeup? Okay, baby. Let's not start talking about other people's makeup so much when (laughs) the mask on the minute that Raven couldn't come do it. And I just, I need to say that. Like, because I didn't notice that Denali, that the makeup that Denali did was that rough until they did like a, a close yeah, up. Yeah. And someone pointed it out. I was like, okay, yeah, I guess there isn't like whatever. But it was just like, but to me, it wasn't as bad that that bad for Ruth to be like, where the fuck is the blending? It was a little what extra. What kills me is that they're going in on this makeup, but didn't say anything about the makeup that Tina did on Rose. Yeah, Ooh, that's what I'm confused on. At least this has shapes and and glitter and elegance. Like okay, okay, maybe it was a little harsh in moments, but not really. But when literally Rose's face looked like it had just like orange, I can't. I can't. Yeah. This is this is really where I'm feeling like these critiques are like really arbitrary and really biased. Like. Yeah. they'll say some they'll say one critique towards one queen even when it applies more to another queen that they don't say it to it, this episode again just feels weird it feels like they're they're saying things that aren't making a lot of sense 
Yeah, and Rose and Tina also they had a question which was when they learn from each other, Rose learned something about camp, maybe I forgot honestly. Denali and Olivia learned that you know they both they're both the drag comes um from like powerful women. And even though it's different, you know, in aesthetic different aesthetics, they both have the same meaning. And then um Simone Utica's is like you, uh, someone was learning how to be a little bit more calm, or a little bit, or, or be, a little, be a little bit more weird and go outside the box. And Utica can feel more comfortable doing, you know, different things without having to camp it up or whatever. And I forgot, got making handies, but I just wanted to add those in. <laughs> yeah, it's it again. It's these like like pageant type questions that they're asking them, basically. Yeah. Um, that that is where we get the funny moment where Tina's like, and what I learned is that you know you still gotta add pads because they can't get these beautiful like oh yeah soldiers like me or something, and it's like okay Tina, I know you're trying to be funny, but yeah, you can be for real for one minute, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so next they up. get to Simone and Utica, um, and they really like both of these looks they give a lot of positive praise to both Simone and Utica and they really see a strong resemblance in both of them think they embody them really well um they really point out that Utica looks really pretty in this makeup and they're like yeah like she looks really feminine and really nice whereas like you were saying um Utica tends to camp it up and they yeah. have this but they have this bias against campy queens. They they prefer a look Fully. queen. They prefer really femme looking things. So they really enjoy Utica in this look. No surprise. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we have got Mick and Candy. Um, they think that Mick was selling a del- uh, selling it like more personality than the look itself. Um, I mean. I guess I can understand how I could see that because it's a bodysuit, too. You know, it's not like anything outrageous, yeah. so she might have felt like she had to. And I really thought it was very interesting. They were like, yeah, t- take off the glasses so we can see the makeup. And it's like, why well, did we get to the critiques? <laughs> and yeah. just now the glass is coming off and the head's coming off. It, I think it just was covering up a lot of the job that was done. Um, they, again, sing tons of praises for Mick's job on Candy, and they're just like, it's amazing. It's really elevated. Um, yeah. And they say that Got Mick and Candy had, like, the most elevated, like, high-level looks of the night. And I think, like, to some degree, that's true. I think Utica and Simone both had, you know, for yeah. sure Simone's look that she did on Utica was really strong. Um, but yeah, they said that these are just the, the most like elevated and, and high level looks of of the night for them. Yeah. Um. Again, I don't know if I'm just bitter, but this judging, I felt like it was just really clear who they wanted to be safe and who they didn't. And I don't yeah. know why that's the case, but like I just felt like the critiques were more arbitrary um, than they should have been. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It was definitely very light judging. I could so that, so that you couldn't tell what would happen. Yeah. So then Rue asked the faded question. We are at that mark. Who should go home? So all the queens, interesting enough, say um, besides Denali and Olivia, say Olivia. And. 
Do you agree? I was just, (laughs) it's so funny. We both, I was going to say, do you agree? For me, I, I kind of agree just because I think the base level was like transferring this branding. And I don't, I think that, that Olivia struggled the most with this. I really did not see a ton of Olivia on Denali. Yeah. I would have never been able to guess that like, that's who it was, you know? Yeah. In in any other instance. Um, so yeah, I think, I think I would be like the other Queens and I would have to say Olivia. So Denali says candy. And like, I feel like I need to defend Denali. (laughs) I think that like it would have looked really bad if Denali said Olivia. I really think that it wouldn't have been. I think they would have painted it like Denali was throwing Olivia under the bus. Yeah. I think that it wouldn't have been a good look. She. I think she also was just like I worked with her this whole week. I don't want to say her name when everybody else is already saying her name. So Denali says Candy. And I wonder if that's what the producers would have wanted is like for her to be like, Olivia, that she lips and sends Olivia home. Like, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, um, yeah, it was. Uh, and then so so Olivia says Utica, which I'm like, oh, 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 oh. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Candy is. This is you, also I just wanted to say, I said um, before we started filming, too. The so Denali and Candy are on Instagram Live um, after Denali's elimination. Talking about basically how tired they were this episode because a lot of things that switched around and COVID made things all crazy. And again with the challenge and everything, and you could tell with again with Candy literally being having to cut one of her outfits so that we can fit make and everything. These queens looked so tired and in critiques like their yeah. faces were like. Especially Denali and and Olivia, and I think it's because Denali and Olivia, Denali said in Untucked and and in her live too that she literally knew when she sent Olivia out there that they had the weakest looks, and so so they could they could be more defeated. But even Candy and Mick looked so tired, like yeah, it was just I you can just tell it was a very draining draining day. Um. Yeah, and when can when it gets to Candy, Candy before she answers the question, she gets pretty defensive again, probably because she was really tired. <laughs> she kind of like shits on the other girls on the stage, like which she doesn't need to. She That's why like, I didn't know Tina Burner own flames and uh, looking flawless. Tina will never look flawless. <laughs> like literally goes like that, and then she's like, "When we had the best looks on this stage, we look better than every other girl on this stage." Like. Yeah, and she's like, all these bitches are the same size, and we had to make sure that we still look best on the stage. So, and and in my case, in my case, Denali and Olivia are the weakest. That's all I have to say. And that's how she goes. Um, and they get into this in Untucked, and on Denali is so defeated in Untucked. Yeah, and she is like really breaking down, and is like just really like with a super heartfelt apology, apologizes to Candy. And basically is saying that like, she, you know, knew that, you know, she had to, to say somebody and she didn't really feel it and that she was struggling and that she feels really bad about it because she never wants to say anything negative about, you know, these girls, whatever. And I think it's a really genuine apology and Candy is like, oh shit, like this, okay, I, you're right. And they, they make up very quickly. Um, Olivia also says that she, 
in Untucked, Olivia says that she promised herself that she would never say herself in a situation like that and that she would always be rooting for herself and always be a fan of herself. And that's why she said Utica. And I really appreciated that yeah. because I think that it's really important, especially when you're in an industry like entertainment and, you know, going onto a competition show to be like, I'm always going to be my number one fan and I'm always going to root for myself and I'm yeah. not going to, you know, try and send myself home. I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah. So I thought that that was a, that was a, a sweet moment of her being like, listen, I have to stand up for myself and I'm sorry that that's how it had to be. Yeah, I think that um, it, it was very heartfelt. And people were being very honest about their opinions. I like that. Yeah, it was it was a sweet untucked. It was really yes, sad it was, to watch it was really Denali. sad to watch. Yeah. Um. So we get to decisions in the later half of the episode, and the winners are Simone and Utica. Congratulations, deserved, I guess. I want to say I guess I'm just kind of I just feel like you know I just, it, I generally and there believe wasn't, it was anybody's game at this point. Yeah, it, there wasn't a super clear. So Simone and Utica, yeah, makes sense. I get it. Yeah. Um, bottom Olivia Denali, and safe Rose Tina and McIn Candy. So Olivia Denali, unfortunately, in the bottom, and I um. It was, it was very sad, but I, I mean, I do think Olivia got the worst critiques, and I think, you know, just kind of because you're already in pairs, Denali got the second worst, or maybe even, maybe not even second worst. I wouldn't say she got maybe third worst, but, and so kind of, that's how the cards fell, let's just say, you know. So, uh, the lip sync song is Shackles by Mary Mary. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so... I am my my grandfather's a pastor, um, and I I Shackles was the first song of my little iPod Nano, <laughs> and so this the, so to see two drag queens, one black drag queen, lip sync to this memory song was very full circle and affirming for me, <laughs> and uh, it, it it was very wacky, but um, yeah. It worked. It, it was, worked. No, it was, oh, I love I love you, yeah. Mary. Mary, Mary, Mary. Yeah, yeah, it, it was worked. good. It was it was an interesting song choice, and I think it worked. Denali, right before they lip sync in a confessional, makes a comment and says that it kind of sucks that she's in the bottom for a mistake that her partner made, basically. Um, and I think that's a fair feeling to feel at this point because Denali's critiques were not super harsh compared no. to the critiques that Olivia got. And I feel like if it was judged separately, Denali might not have been in the bottom. Especially when Olivia, especially when all the girls voted for Olivia to go home. I mean, I just thought that it'd be, it was very clear that Denali did not do the worst. But yeah, especially because she were coming off of Snatch Game, where Denali had one of the best performances exactly. in, in the top, like for Snatch Game. So. And Olivia was in the bottom last week. Like they're coming off of a of a really strong time for Denali and a weak time for Olivia. Um, and so they get into this lip sync. <laughs> now to address the theory, there's a theory a lot of fans were saying that Olivia sabotaged Denali with this dress. Quickly squashed because yeah. Olivia had to literally Olivia had to come out and say that's how pervasive the series was. Olivia had to come out and say. I did not sabotage her. The dress had a reveal. Like the dress had a reveal 
like my I think she said every dress entrance, yeah like every other thing that she has has a reveal so this dress had a reveal and Denali also came out and said that she chose to lip sync in this style and not to do a reveal and not to be doing flips and splits and crazy stuff because she's shown that a lot throughout this competition she's already showed that in the first episode she showed it in their the music verse they did yeah, they dancing. showed that in the in, da- in, the, in the dancing in the dancing in the musical when she got to be crazy and jump around like Denali has showed that a lot and she said she felt like especially with like you know more of like a worship religious song she wanted to, to do a different kind of lip sync and show some versatility and that is why you know she wasn't jumping around and doing a reveal Olivia did not sabotage Denali yes can we we can stop sending hate to Olivia we grow um so yeah so I I love lip sync I think they both did such a good job I think if anything, and this is not to say Candy is shite and she deserves, she didn't deserve to say her or whatever, but I genuinely thought this is where the double Shantae could have been used. We, I, and I think should that we have. always have, should have. And I think we always have that case. If we have it in season 10 and 11 where it'll be, we'll give a double save and then we'll, as soon as the double save happens, we have a better lip sync that's even better than that and it has it's- just get get gone. It's and just I, crazy. They used the double save before we even get to the halfway point of the season. This, ep- this episode is the halfway point of the season. It's like, just, yeah, it's, it's just They use it so early. I, I think both of them are doing a really good job in this lip sync. Yeah. It's really hard to fairly judge this as an audience member, though, because they barely show Denali in this lip sync. They do not show her at all. No in the most in like the climaxes of the song in the really expressive parts of the song they're only showing olivia they're not showing denali it's like really clear what is going on and um denali was even saying on live too that basically like when um she did 100 percent pure level of sync she lights went down and everything right before she started she was like she's gonna get everything her all and you know go forth with it and whatever whatever and then she said, like, when with that when the mute, when the lights came on for this one, she was just like ran out of gas basically, and she just knew it was her time, and it was just like. And I think another thing, also Olivia wins basically, <laughs> um, and I, I think also another thing is like I don't think Rue would send. I mean, Rue would, I guess, but Rue sent him a horror. But I was gonna say I don't think Rue would send home somebody with two wins versus somebody that has no wins at this point, but. I mean, Denali does have things. a win, though. Oh, yeah. Denali has one win. <laughs> and, yeah. So. And, and again, it's it's an interesting choice to me because Olivia kind of has been on, like, a downward trend in terms of struggling mm-hmm. a little bit. And then last week's episode with Snatch Game was really bad. Yeah. Um, she was in the bottom. And then... Denali had a really strong week and has kind of been like on an upward slope hasn't yeah um so yeah I don't know it's an interesting thing I think it was at the point where the producers are like okay we don't feel like we are getting any storyline out of Denali yeah everyone has been saying this and whether it's a fair comparison or not Denali getting like this Jan treatment of basically like a queen being really good and really talented but just like them not feeling like she has a storyline to yeah. for them to work with and so they kind of get rid of 
them. And I do think that's kind of what happened to Denali. Definitely. I think they were just like, it was just her time. I don't think that they could see her going any farther than she did. And she already had kind of went against their odds, in my opinion, which is funny because I think she was top four material. Yeah. But yeah, so Denali unfortunately has to go home and she is very sad and defeated. Olivia is the point that she wins and she literally drops the ground crying and it's just Yeah. I don't think Olivia sad. expected to stay at all. No. I don't think Olivia thought that she was gonna be saved no. here. No. And especially with again, like I said with all the queens saying that, I think it was just we thought we thought wrong. And yeah, it's just very sad because of course, you know, we, we love Denali over here at Life is a Drag and she genuinely was a, such a strong, such a strong queen, but it's just, I don't, I just don't think she's on the producer's radar this season, but I do think that she needs to be winning All-Stars. I do think she can win on All-Stars. Yeah, I, I think so easily. I think that like the main seasons are very big about storylines and personality and yeah. All-Stars still has those storylines, but a lot of All-Stars feels more like the competition. Like, Definitely. Because people already know you, like they want to see you succeed and they want to see the challenges, whereas like the producers really push like storylines and personality and friendships and like things like that. Right, 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 right. For this. Um, Denali also is going to be on the Drew Barrymore show tomorrow. It's a video yeah. that we're recording this. So like Denali is on the straight radar right now. So yeah, <laughs> she demands a straight daytime TV fully. Or she, especially she's up in drag. Like the world is interested in Denali and she's had some of the most like I guess like viral type moments mm-hmm. on the show in terms of like her lip sync going being, I think the most watched yeah. lip sync of this season yeah it's already um, a million views and yeah her, her figure skating video yeah see her content she's been posting like, of, like her lip syncing the songs each week she is genuinely she generally she she really just won the crowd. I think ever she tweeted like the other day that there was like a men's white Volvo who wrote the window down and was like, You're like changing drag or something like that. Or like you made she, I think made he Chicago said proud. that you made Chicago proud. And I'm just like, I think Yeah. If you can't win the crown, win the crowd. The crowd. Period. Yes. It just, it just feels so wrong that. for Denali to be at eighth place. I think that's the thing that it I'm having a hard time to grasp. Is the fact that it's first wild. of all, this series has been this so long, so long, and nobody has gone home that she has making eighth place. How is she getting to the middle of a plaque with, with with a lot of queens like this? Yeah, it, it with with Tina Burner and Utica still in the competition, who are fine. I don't think they're bad, but I just yeah. really pegged Denali as someone going farther. But that's where we're at. Our but that's fa- where our we're at. Our fave is out of the competition. Yes, but next week they're doing another branding challenge. <laughs> um, they're doing a soda branding challenge. I don't know why I said soda. That's what it says in the commercial. I'm from Michigan. I say pop. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the, the episode is called Pop Goes the Queen. So um, somebody so somebody from the Midwest doing. wrote that. As they should. Um, so they're they're you know gonna do a little branding challenge. So you're gonna make a funny commercial. Whatever. We'll 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 see how that goes in a in a drag race without Denali. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as 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 we mourn, y'all, please um remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we oh. really need the support in these trying times. So yes, please. Leave it's us a five-star review. It's so hard being a Denali stand and having to hear about how your how your fame was robbed, you know? <laughs> um, but no, yeah. So thank you guys again for another beautiful episode. Um, we can't wait to see you guys for next week for another one. And again, you can find me at virtually Jaden. Just look me up, Google me. You can find me on Twitter at NoFunLesbian, on Instagram, Ashley.Highland. Um, and again, keep finding us on podcast platforms, anchor.fm, L-I-A-D podcast. Find us on YouTube, Life is a Drag, Jane and Ashley. Yes. And y'all, go to the Apple Music and, cl- and, and, and click plus and write a review. Even if you don't know what's going on, write around, like, these Even homosexuals you, are my favorites. Right. Even if you prefer Spotify, even if you prefer YouTube, just do that because again, it just like boosts it. It, it helps yes. us in the algorithm. We're trying to be under the big uh, official Drag Race review. It's like a recommended. It comes to ours, okay? Exactly. Um, but yes, thank you guys so much. We hope you guys have a great day, night, afternoon, nap, wherever you're doing, whatever you're doing, whatever you're working. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.